and welcome to another episode of Gaming Broadcast, the official podcast of GamingBroadly.com. I'm your host, Jamie Dale, the main broad over at Gaming Broadly, and today we are joined by Sean Martin, who's originally from Western North Carolina, who is currently a book editor for an educational nonprofit in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Sean is joining us to continue our series on Appalachia and video games, and I'm I'm quite excited about this interview, actually, because me and Sean grew up together in, in Marshall, North Carolina. Yes, we did. <laughs> Way back when. <laughs> we were both um, band band people, marching band yeah. people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> I do kind of miss it. I do kind of miss it, I have to admit. Um, yeah. I miss a lot of the band stuff. Yeah, I do. The long, but. the never-ending bus rides. Yeah, <laughs> it should be good. Um, so Sean is here today to, to talk about his life growing up. We both were into video games, but in different ways growing up. And actually, I'm excited because I don't think I talked to you too much about video games back when we were kids. So this is actually my my first exposure to your, your video gaminess. Yeah, I don't know what we really talked about in my school <laughs> besides the band and... All the random useless things high schoolers talk about. But, yeah. uh, drama. Drama. Uh, we talked about the drama. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my life is still dramatic as an adult, but maybe there's just drama all the time. The freaking drama. I heard that on a YouTube video yesterday where someone called drama drama, and I just can't get over how silly that sounds. Uh, so. <laughs> now it's going to be stuck in my head, and I'm going to accidentally say it, and it's going to be your fault. I know, which is great so, because you're an editor, so the more I can uh, ruin your ability to speak, um, the better. Uh, I, mean, I try not to edit people's speech because that's a whole different thing, but... You're, yeah, now I'm just going to hear it. And, uh, I know. Okay. You're a whole level of... A whole new level of jerk, I think, if you correct how people talk. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah, because I, I, I remember that... I, well, nobody like corrected like how I talked growing up, but... I know people that will do it in the middle of conversation, and it's just the most awkward and That's insulting so thing. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Never fear. I will not correct you in the middle of a sentence. Um, okay. But I'm taking notes, and afterwards, I'll let you know. I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to well, do that. If you have any written notes, I'm not sort of taking the part. But, also, but it's my day off, so I'm like, eh. Speak however you want. Do what you do what you please. Um, so before we get too off track talking about editing, which is actually another love of mine, which is for another day. But I so tell me about or tell our listeners, I guess, about your relationship with with the Appalachian region. Um, well, I mean, I grew up there, so I guess that's the start. Um, I, mean, I grew up in Western North Carolina, so. Mountains, trees. I mean, we grew up in a county that had no Walmart, no major shopping, no, I mean, no major amenities of that kind. So you drive, you drove 40 minutes to get to buy clothes or stuff like that. We had grocery stores, but um, it's growing up in kind of a, I just remember most of the time I was growing up, it felt like a place that wasn't changing. It was just the same old, the same old place, the same old sort of culture. Um, Family was always a big thing. I mean, 95% of my family lived within 10, 15 minutes of where I live. So oh, wow. you'd see them all the time. Yeah, That's impressive for that region, just because usually people are pretty spread out. 
Yeah, it is kind of unusual. Like I've talked to my like my wife's family, they're like all across the country, and she finds it crazy. Like my aunt's over here, my uncle's over there, all these cousins that are right here. So like a stone's throw away kind of situation. Yeah, like, yeah and I, you see them all the time for good or ill. But I guess you form those kind of close relationships. And your um, your family's been there for a while, right? They they've been there for generations, as far as I can make out. At a certain point, I sort of lose track of where they were, but it's always in that kind of Madison County, Buncombe County, Yancey County, that all that kind of area. Ooh, do they, um, what do they do work-wise? Graham, I'm always fascinated by the work people. Now that I'm an adult and think about work, and I didn't think about that as a kid, I'm always fascinated by yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jobs people had where I grew up because I don't think I ever asked adults what they did. Well, it, it, yeah, it just wasn't a, I mean, I don't remember doing that either, asking people, what do you do? But now it's like, you define yourself, you're, I'm an editor, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. But so my mom worked in a factory making patches, like people put on their sleeves and such. So like, apparently her factory worked on like patches that astronauts wore or something like that, for uniforms and all that kind of thing. Oh, so, interesting. So, There's a factory in Madison County? Well, it's it actually in Buncombe County. Oh, okay, okay. Right outside of Weaverville. Um, I think it was called like AB Emblem or something like that. It's no longer there anymore. It went away like all the other factories. Yeah. But she she worked there. I think she got out of high school and like a week later or a couple of days later, she went to work at that factory and then she worked there for the rest of her life. Oh, wow. She's, yeah, she had one job. That's hardcore. Yeah, like you, you don't do that anymore. It's really hard to do that. But um, so she did that. My dad, he felt like he, for the longest time he did odd jobs and stuff. The ones I remember, he was a janitor and he worked at like lots of fast food restaurants. I'm never, not sure why, but that's what he'd work there. He worked there part time and then he was kind of the person that came home and did all the cooking and cleaning and everything. He was more the not quote unquote homemaker. That sounds ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I remember him mostly doing. Like he would work a little bit and then he would be the one taking care of everything. He did 95% of the cooking that I can remember when I was growing up. Was he a good cook? Uh, I think so. I mean, it was very young. I mean, yeah, like there's been some recipes I can think of. I'm like, I wish I cared about cooking. I could ask him, hey, what was the recipe? But the main recipe I wish I could duplicate is my mom's biscuits. She makes homemade biscuits. They're absolutely horrible for you because they have Crisco, lard, grease, <laughs> all this stuff you should not have. I eat it now. I feel like I'm about to die, but they're so yummy. But the problem is I ask her how to make it. And I've done this so many times. She'll take me in the kitchen. She'll go, you do a handful of this, a little bit of that. There's no numbers. Yeah. It's all just feel. And I look at her and go, I'll never be able to do that. I don't Man. know what a handful is. <laughs> it's like, I just kind of eyeball it. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I need data. But, oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a hand? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not delve too deep into philosophy, but yeah. I don't have a measuring cup that says handful on it. No. <laughs> I oh, mean, that's so funny. Um, how many was it? Like biscuits and gravy, or just like straight yes. up biscuits? No, it was it was both. It was biscuits, and she would also make gravy at some point. Uh, I do miss. I have not had good. Not to make this a cooking show, in which everyone <laughs> leaves very hungry, but I have not had good biscuits and gravy in so yeah. many years. Well, if yeah, I mean, if you're ever in Madison, I'll say, "Hey, mom, make Jamie some biscuits and gravy. <laughs> we will be set." Yeah, I'll just. She came down last Christmas, and she I had her make biscuits and gravy because I'm like, I never get this, so go for it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I'm gaining 30 pounds just thinking about <laughs> oh, homemade man. lard biscuits. 
Um, so you, you live outside the, the region now, right? In Greensboro is yes. Greensboro the first place you moved to after, um, Marshall? Well, uh, no, actually. So I went to college over at Western Carolina university, which is in Cullowhee, which nobody will know where that is. Um, it's about an hour West of Asheville. Yeah. So I did my undergrad there and then I moved to well, moved to Chapel Hill and did graduate school at NC State while my wife was finishing up her undergrad. So we live in Chapel Hill, and then we end up moving to Greensboro. And we, I've been here for um, almost six years. Oh wow, that's so long. Yeah, is it the longest places? Um, not places. Is it the longest place you've lived other than than home? Uh, yeah, at this point it is. I mean, we've moved around in Greensboro, but we've sort of settled down now. So I'm mm. predicting we'll be here like for a good while. Yeah. I mean, I, for, for those of you who don't know, I went to undergrad in Greensboro, so it's super funny. We were there at different times, which was kind of sad, but yeah, we never overlapped. <laughs> I think I left now. just as you were probably moving, mm-hmm. moving there. Cause I was on the same timeline as, as Maggie, your, your wife. Yeah. But it's good because we, 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 we know a lot of the same places like the coffee shops and everything. Because I'll see you post about it and go, I was just there. Memories. That's so good. Well, I mean, when I lived in Greensboro, I often found – so Greensboro, for those of you who don't know about the geography of North Carolina, Greensboro is in the Piedmont area, which is in the middle of the state. It's part of – I think it's part of the Research Triangle. Is that right? Um, or like right outside of it. I think it's outside. A research triangle is closer to Raleigh. Yeah, well, it's still pretty. I could be completely wrong. But I don't think it is. I think yeah, they're all close. So it's like yeah. in that middle, like Raleigh, Charlotte, Durham, all that. They're yeah. all like within a, a few hours of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a, a pretty big city. Um, it has some good history in terms of civil rights. If you remember the Greensboro sit-ins, y'all should go look in your history books. It's a great place. Anyway. This isn't about Greensboro today, but I have some love for Greensboro in my heart. But yes. I've, I found that people's response to me growing up in Western North Carolina was was somewhat interesting. Even within the state itself, it, it seemed like a very mysterious region. And I didn't know if you've had similar experiences in terms of people asking you where you grew up. Um, you mean the Western North Carolina, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So if like oh, people um, ask you where you're from and you say... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, when I tell people the original city I'm from, nobody knows about it. They're like, <laughs> where's that? So I usually have to default telling them where it is in location in proximity to Asheville. And then they go, oh, and then they'll immediately launch into a story about how they went on vacation in Asheville. <laughs> and it's like, no, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Asheville, but it's not. Asheville might as well be a whole different world compared to what you and I or I and I guess you grew up in in mm-hmm. some ways. So, I mean, it is kind of mysterious. It's not like I get like a lot of jokes about living in the boonies or backcountry or anything else. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's at times I wonder like if people have all, if, at least where I'm at, I think, like I said, people immediately just jump to Asheville. And that's what they think of Appalachia or that region. They think of Asheville or Boone or Cherokee for some reason. And they immediately default to these kind of urban ish centers or, kind of urban, not only Boone's really urban, but then I, I don't know if they just don't, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of an odd question, or I'm giving you a really odd roundabout no. answer. It's hard for me to sort of I love it. explain what I 
think other people might think about <laughs> where I grew up. Have you ever tried to explain the difference between Asheville and then the the surrounding smaller towns? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'll, I'll sort of describe where I grew up. Like Marshall is like a tiny little city sitting on a river with like two streetlights. And they used to have a school on an island in the middle of the river. Mm-hmm. And people give me really strange looks like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's um, still there. I think it's now like a community garden or yeah, something, it's, right? It's a bit like a community center art kind of thing. And there's still like baseball fields and stuff on it and like a little park. So I think it floods, right? Wasn't that the yeah, issue? Yes, it floods a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great place for a school. <laughs> no, it, it never was. But eventually they decided, you know, we shouldn't have like a school that immediately floods every time it gets a bit of rain. But, you know. <laughs> What can you do? Yeah, and I, we were talking about earlier growing up. It's a little different now, but all of the the buildings and that because Marshall is just one street. When I tell people, basically, that, yeah. all I of mean, the I town is one. Some street. of the surrounding areas are considered "quote unquote" Marshall, but like the downtown is just literally one street mm-hmm. and a little back street that has random things depending on what time of the year it is. I mean, our the local newspaper is in an old train like car. It's been retrofitted to a office. So cool! I yeah, love it so much. It's kind of nuts. It it still has its charms, but it's even now like half the buildings are empty, or you'll see like a restaurant pop up for a little bit and close down. Or apparently, there's a brewery in town. I've been told it's decent. I haven't been back to actually try it out, but it doesn't really. It kind of changes, but it remarkably looks the same as when I was growing up. In terms of a city or town, it's not a city. Yeah, um, I mean, I I remember I worked downtown at the the one coffee shop that was down there that I think is still there. Yeah, Zuma, it's still there, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny to be to to work on a street where half the buildings are empty. Yeah, I mean, and it seemed like it was always like that. Like there, was, I can't remember a time when. No, it's not I like don't. we saw it die or anything. In fact, we've seen it come alive, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, talking with my mom, I think she remembers more of it like some of the old shops and stuff and like hardware stores that were down there. I mean, I don't think any of them are there now, but she remembers it a bit more bustling. I mean, it is technically the county seat, so the county courthouse is there and all that. But that's the reason I guess most people even come to Marshall is that. Yeah, for... For the one-room jailhouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they moved that now. They moved that. Oh, okay. They have a big jailhouse. But yes, oh. the, the one-room jailhouse that somebody broke down the wall and left. <laughs> That's a true story. I'm not kidding on that. Somebody went through the wall. <laughs> That's so funny and so depressing all at the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's hilarious. Well, I mean, do you ever miss it? Because you've been away for quite a while now. Um... Yes and no. I mean, I get nostalgic about it sometimes. Like, oh, I want to go visit and sort of wander around and go to these all, all the old haunts we used to go to. Some are there, some are not. I, I get it was a lot, quote unquote, quieter. It, it is a lot quieter than it is in like Greensboro in just terms of it. Things feel a lot more chill. I mean, in Greensboro, it's not like a big bustling city, but I, I do kind of miss that kind of the mountain atmosphere. I miss the mountains most of all. Like, put me on a mountain somewhere and I'm happy. But yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Like, I, Part of me feels like that. I mean, there's there's more economic development and stuff slowly coming to the county and the cities within. But in some ways, it still it feels like a place that's kind of stuck in time, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would ever live there again. 
like even even, even if they, I mean, unless there might be an amazing job or something or amazing opportunity, but I I don't know if I would be a place I would retire to, mm, which yeah. seems like a lot of people are doing now is retiring to the mountains, Asheville, and all that. Yeah, it does seem a popular uh, hotspot for yes for elderly folks, which is funny because it, it gets cold, which is yeah, <laughs> the opposite of what cold. people usually do when they retire. I guess I guess everybody's tired of going to Florida, so like, well, let's go a little bit north and <laughs> enjoy the mountain lifestyle with all the snow and people can't drive. Every time I hear mountain lifestyle, my it's like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know why. Oh no! I, so I was watching a news report the other day. Um, so the Asheville Mall apparently they're gonna there's plans to turn part of it into like apartment complexes and a movie theater and all this other retail space. Mm-hmm. And one of the people in there was like, yeah, we're, we're trying to, people want the mountain lifestyle. So we're trying to attract them to it. And I'm like, how is a giant apartment complex <laughs> in the middle of an urban city, the mountain lifestyle? <laughs> I, you don't, that, that, those words don't mean what you think they mean. No, it also doesn't make much sense to me. Cause like I could be wrong, but I feel like our, our friend group, all of our families had very different lifestyles and we all lived in the mountains. So I'm not a hundred percent sure <laughs> which lifestyle they're referencing specifically. Yeah. I mean, even with our, in our County, like we, like everybody in Marshall, well, not everybody, but I remember thinking people who lived in Mars Hill, which is sort of town of the road has Mars Hill college. It's Mars Hill university. Now we thought everybody who lived up there was the, the, the rich people. <laughs> Rich, quote, quote. Oh, how how our world has expanded. <laughs> yes, and we, and we and we down in Marshall were called the River Rats, and we were I don't know, I guess poor or something. But um, yeah, it's it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's funny because people who actually live who have lived in in the mountains for a long time cannot afford the mountain lifestyle as sold by. Oh no! Giant like, corporations, TM. It is. It is quick. There, every, I think a lot of people are getting priced out. I mean, people who live there now, it's like, oh, could you buy your house now, even if you're working and stuff? And it's like, no, you can't. I think I was bored one day and I was looking at home prices in the region because you know apparently I do exciting things in my time, and I was looking this stuff up and I was like, this is insane. And they're they're all just for like tiny houses and they're sort of skyrocketing in price and value. And I guess it's the proximity to Asheville. I mean, I don't know what all the factors are, but. It's probably just not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's not that many houses, I guess. Because no, is- there's. Yeah, I mean, there's not. Um, and it's one of those places where people are like, oh, we own like 300 acres of land on the side of this mountain. We're <laughs> not going to let you build anything on it. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true, and I I do think that. Um, in th- thinking about your mom and factory work, I I realized recently that. I think our our part of the world, I think we went from like factory is the main like income to mm. I think tobacco farming was a huge thing um, right when we were growing up. Um, and that's that's long since been gone. But yeah. tourism has definitely replaced it. And it it's an odd thing where it brings in a lot of money, but the money is not necessarily going to the people who've lived there a long time. No, it's not. I mean, it's going into the new people who come in with lots of money who build up this this tourism type thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's my it's people who are coming in because I mean, it's not like there are a lot of industries, and in, as far as I know, in that region now, I mean, not, certainly not compared to the days of factories and tobacco farms everywhere. Now it's, I mean, just Asheville. It's like I feel like every week a new hotel opens, 
and it's the, the city is becoming covered in hotel skyscrapers. Which is every, so like, funny because growing up, that region used to protest like all that stuff. Do you remember like an Urban Outfitters moved into town and there was protest oh, for I, weeks? Hubbub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I've talked to my wife's dad was a U.S. Marshal, and there are some federal offices in downtown Asheville. And he always said when when he was working there, and this was like 80s, 90s-ish, like downtown Asheville wasn't a place you wanted to go. It was not, It was kind of a sketchy kind of place. It wasn't, I mean, it was certainly it's not the sort of tourist hubbub it is now. Yeah, I think downtowns back in the day were not um, what they mean these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They weren't no, cool I mean, places. To, Greensboro was the same. I think it used to be kind of like a... Yeah, that, that's the impression I got. I'm, I mean, and even just the several years I've lived here, and not just because like it wasn't safe. It's like there's not much to do down there. But now it's like every five feet there's a new restaurant or a brewery or a distillery or here's a hotel. I mean, it, money is pouring into not just Western North Carolina, but sort of the Southeast in leaps and bounds. You talked about growing up being slower, um, slower and kind of more isolated. And I didn't know it at the time, but I've, I've learned recently that you actually filled a lot of that quietness with video games growing up. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I was sort of the typical shy kid who read a lot of books and played a lot of video games. So I spent, I don't want to say too much time, but I spent quite a lot of time at home in some video game just playing the days away, especially my sort of Christmas breaks, summer vacations, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that factors into the nostalgic aspect of it. <laughs> the the days when you had weeks no and weeks <laughs> to play games. Time and sit around and play, I don't know, Final Fantasy for the third time or whatever else game I'd randomly acquired and just go to town with it. Ooh, ooh so good. Is there, um, do you have a gaming memory that, that really stands out to you from your childhood as one that you're f- very fond of? The, I think, so, I'd have to look up dates. I didn't check this. So whenever the N64 came out, I remember Christmas morning getting N64 and Super Mario 64. And that was just like, oh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> And I, I, I played that game so much. I think my N64 still works. That's exciting. I haven't played, played it in forever. It's still it's sitting back at home. But yeah, just getting that pure amazement that whole time of what was capable in machine in gaming machines back then. Just all the new things. And it, it's still one of my favorite games ever. So just getting that Christmas morning and just playing that. I mean, I don't remember anything else about the day. Just playing, playing, playing. I'm sure my parents are like, okay, stop now. But I was like, I don't care. Got to play Mario. Got to jump on things. Got to find these stars. And, I, and I've played that game so much. Way too much. I'm just imagining the um, the Legend of Zelda, the opening of the, the chess. What is it like? The da-da-da-da. Yes. Oh, that was a good <laughs> ocarina. That was a good it was like that on Christmas morning with the N64. Oh, yes. It was nice. <laughs> and like... I, and like I, I had an SNES before that and a Nintendo before that. I don't really remember like I don't remember getting those. I remember I owned them, but I don't remember when I got them. I remember getting the N64. Like it is, for some reason, it has stuck in my mind. I mean, I don't mean to to make a, a big claim here, but it is one of the best systems of all time. So it's it's pretty good. 
I mean, I don't know, I, I, I feel like in some ways I go back and say, you know, I think the SNES had a lot of good stuff too. Uh, yeah, but, that's true. Oh, Nintendo. Um, so you were a Nintendo guy. Yep. Uh, the first Sega system I ever owned was a Dreamcast, I think. Yes, it was a Dreamcast. And that's pretty much been, um, um, that's, well, Sega didn't really make any systems beyond the Dreamcast, but yeah, it was all, it was all Nintendo, Game Boy, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, got a GameCube at some point, have a Wii, have a Switch. So, <laughs> anything Nintendo makes, I'm just like, give me, except I, the Wii U. I did not care about the Wii U. <laughs> you know what I, I had no I think I got it just to play Breath of the Wild, which wound up being a huge, you know, joke on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Hyrule Warriors, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's so funny because I was the same. Like, I remember, and maybe that's one of the reasons we didn't talk about games all that much together is because for the most part, Nintendo makes a lot of single player games. So it sounds like neither of us were really doing the Call of Duty Halo. Yeah, so I, I was never into a lot of multiplayer. I mean, I'd get together with friends sometimes. We play GoldenEye or Mario Kart. But more often than not, it was me with a video game. Mostly single player, lots of RPGs. Did you have a lot of friends that you talked about games with? Um, yeah, I mean, I, and it's probably a lot of the same friends that, like, a lot, a lot of the band kids growing up, we talked about video games a lot. I mean, we, helped, we had roughly similar interests. I mean, we, trying to remember what games we talked about playing. I remember we, there was a phase when we played Guitar Hero incessantly. <laughs> we all got. We thought like we we thought we were all really good at it. I don't, at this point, I don't know if that means anything anymore. But that was kind of the big one. I remember I had a friend who was into wrestling games, so we'd play those a lot. Um. Yeah, I mean, so but that happened more toward like high school and then going into college. So before that, a lot of it was just like me. Like I said, I don't. I had friends that I knew. We talked about video games here and there, but. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't recall a lot of those conversations. Yeah, I I was struggling to remember them, too. The only conversation I remember is ones I was playing, like Harvest Moon or something. Oh, Harvest Moon. I missed that game. It's so good. So good. Um, but I, I remember I told a guy, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you played video games. That's mysterious or something like that. That's the only time. <laughs> I mean, we didn't date, so it was fine. But yeah, that's the only time I ever remember talking to someone until like late high school i think you're right where but that's when people were playing like halo and stuff like that and i was around but not participating yeah i remember playing halo and like the single player campaign was fine but it's just like eh, never got together with enough people to play the multiplayer i guess yeah no i never had a, i also never had a great enough internet connection to do a lot of this stuff mm, that's interesting like i remember I, mean, I had a 56k modem connection which most people, I guess, nowadays have no clue what that is. But <laughs> Not insert fast. Insert that sound here of it connecting. <laughs> um, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't great for games. I mean, I think at one point I managed to play a bit of World of Warcraft on it. I was never super into World of Warcraft, but there was a time I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try this out, and I could kind of do it. I mean, you couldn't do a lot of like big group things because you had it was the slowest connection in the history of mankind. So. It would lag out instantly, but you could do basic stuff on it. So mainly, like with that, with our limited internet connection, it was mostly like browsing the web, looking up things about games I was playing. 
that was mainly what I used it for. Actually, I was like, oh, I need to figure out where this thing is in Morrowind or um, Final Fantasy or something. So, oh, you're right. Oh, I remember those. Um, I mean, I'm sure they still exist, but I, I remember them more from my childhood. Those really epically long walkthroughs. Oh, yeah. Game FAQ still has a ton of them. Ugh, ugh. I've spent so much time on those. I, I feel like I kind of felt like it was cheating as a kid, but now, yeah, I, mean, now I no longer feel that way. But Yeah, I go back and forth. I remember at one point thinking, I want to have this sort of the pure gaming experience. And then it gets to the point in my life, I'm like, I don't want to have to spend three hours trying to find where this star is hidden or <laughs> this Super Mario Odyssey, where this moon is hidden. Tell me where it is. I also don't feel like, for this. right? I also feel like if you have a friend in the room and your friend knows where it is and your friend's like, oh, it's over there and up to the left, you don't feel like that is cheating? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I never felt like that was cheating. I was getting help. Yeah. So I, I guess I've now, like, put walkthroughs under the same thing as friend in room only it's friend <laughs> in computer <laughs> yes. that i've never met before oh Ooh. that's so funny I, I mean are there any games that and i know you've lifted some as like guitar hero is kind of a, a game that reminds you of growing up but are there other video games that remind you of home um hmm Donkey Kong Country reminds me of home. <laughs> I, I know it sounds really weird, but it reminds me of home because my mom and I think my dad would always, they like to watch me play Donkey Kong Country. Aww. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't watch me play a lot of other games because like, I don't know what's going on with this. I tried to explain Final Fantasy to my mom. It's like, what is this? Who are these things? <laughs> what is that? Why is their hair so big? What? Like, I was, it was playing one of the old Super Nintendo Final Fantasies and like, I was in a battle and like you hit a tag and you does something and it says, Oh, you've done this much damage. And I think my dad was like, why aren't you actually hitting that? Thing? You're not even the thing, hitting the other thing. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause I'm a kid. I don't know. I'm not a computer programmer. Yeah. So Donkey Kong reminds me of that. Like I, I, I just got an S NES classic a little while back. And I was playing through Donkey Kong country. I'm like, yeah, this feels like my childhood again. Oh, that's but, so wonderful. So your, your yeah. family would like, was it, was your, console in the living room like what they said yeah, like on I mean, the couch and I think stuff for a, a long time so we uh, we had the consoles hooked up to the tv in the living room and i'd play that when my parents weren't watching tv or whatever so they would watch me do that or yeah i think that was mainly it like it's not like my parents played a ton of games i know my mom likes things like tetris and dr mario and tetris attack and she would play those later in life I set up an emulator on her computer so she could play them. But not when I was growing up. It was more just sort of watching me play things or getting confused with what I was playing or making sure what I was playing wasn't like too violent or something. And then, yeah. That's a pretty sweet memory. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think so. So for you then, a lot of the the games that remind you of home, it's more like the memories of who you were playing with versus like the content of the game itself. Um, to some extent, I mean, I remember like Final Fantasy VII. I have a lot of good memories of, but I also remember rushing into my parents' bedroom and saying, "I beat the game! I beat the game!" I'm sure they didn't give a hoot about it, but you know, <laughs> I, I think it's a mix. I mean, I, I remember the content of a lot of these games. I mean, I think nowadays, thinking back, because I mean, I can go back and play a lot of these games still. I mean, with either they re-release them on a virtual console or a new system or you emulate them and you can get them pretty quickly. So I can replicate that. I can't replicate the feelings I had around the games or like just the way I felt when I was playing that game. I can't get that back. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I think I had similar experiences with my sister. My my lifelong dedication to Ocarina of Time is like 90% the quality of the game, which I'll stand by. All right, you know what? I should probably make this more authentic. It's like 50% the quality of the game. Mm, yeah. And the other 50% is I remember um, playing it with my sister in our den um, mm-hmm. in the middle of snowstorms or whatever. Because back in the day, as you know, when it snowed, we didn't have any snow plows. So... You just kind of waited. <laughs> well, yeah, like you, you kind of snowed in and you waited it out. You hope the power didn't go out, but it probably would. So how are we going to cook? How are we going to do this and that and the other? And you just wait to emerge from your cocoon. I do sometimes wonder if the reason that I don't remember, and this is kind of a conversation I've been playing around with with other people from the region, so I'm excited to hear your opinion. I do sometimes wonder if the reason I don't remember video games being a huge subject of conversation is just because I feel like it was assumed that all of us to some extent in our spare time probably played games in some way. Like I I can't remember a person that I knew or talked to, uh, girls or guys really, who didn't at least like kind of play a game of some kind. It might just be a flash game like on the computer, but um, mm. I was trying to remember and I feel like it was a pretty pervasive part of of our friend group. I, I think the circles we ran, we, cause we ran in similar friend circles. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Most people I can think of off the top of my head, even if they were not like gamers, whatever that term means. Yeah. Played some game. Like even, even was like, Oh, in computer class, we do this random video game or whatever, or I have this thing on my computer at home. Even if it was that, like they didn't, maybe they didn't own a console, mm-hmm. but they did that. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I growing up, I feel like, and I don't know if it's just because when you're a kid, you played more games or maybe it's just because we were kids in the, in the nineties and early two thousands. But I feel like it was a much higher percentage of my friends who played video games growing up in like the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, than the percentage of people I meet who play games here in like this giant city. Oh yeah. I mean, that probably makes sense. I I have to talk a lot, talk more about people growing up around here in Greensboro, but I mean, yeah, when you're in, when you're when you're young, you obviously don't have a car. You can't really walk anywhere. I mean, you could walk maybe an hour and a half to the grocery store. So you're kind of stuck. And like I, when I grew up, I, I didn't get internet until I was like 14-ish, 13, 14. So I didn't have that for a long period of time. And the internet I had was really slow. I could chat with people finally on the internet. But I mean, yeah, when, when, you're, when you're home by yourself like that, I mean, video games and books and some other stuff are kind of the easy ways to keep yourself entertained. Yeah. And I feel like games, especially, especially the, um, the RPGs, <laughs> as mm. far as like amount of time versus amount of money spent. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's oh, much yeah. more bang for your buck. <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and one, one experience I remember a lot about growing up is I rented a lot of video games. Oh really? Ooh. A, yeah. An absurd amount. Like every weekend I would go to, a video game rental store. I mean, what they had a few of them around and I would rent, I mean, all sorts of stuff. And I think I have rented and completed more games than I've ever actually owned. That's so interesting. I didn't even know we had a video game rental place. It was always local places. Like there was one in Marshall up on the bypass. I don't remember, it was there for a little while. I don't remember what it was called. And then we started going to this one in Weaverville and it was like two, three dollars. Like I was always going Saturday with my parents and get like a couple games, like two or three bucks a piece and have them for the weekend and usually just play them, play through those. Like I think I played through at least one of the Final Fantasy games, like eight, was all just me renting the game over 
either a weekend or consecutive weekends and playing through it. That's amazing. I, I mean, the fact that we had a local like video game rental business is mm-hmm. like, I mean, they rented like movies and stuff too, of course, but it was like, I wasn't really interested in the movies. I wanted the video games. <laughs> and it was like, hey, I remember, I remember running Super Nintendo games, lots of PlayStation games, PS2. And to me, and I think to my parents and just our sort of economic situation, it made a lot of sense. I mean, why spend, I don't remember what prices were back then, I guess $50 on a video game that you may or may not like. You go rent it and then play through it in a weekend. Oh, you're done? Okay. We well, don't have to spend $50 on it. You spent three. Yeah, that's incredible. It's so funny to me that the prices of games have basically stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adjusting for inflation, but yeah, they've basically stayed. I mean, if they were sixty bucks then, and they're still sixty bucks now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were really expensive back then. <laughs> well, I remember reading somewhere like some Super Nintendo games were like seventy, eighty dollars at some point. Oh wow! I was like, oh okay. You know, we can't complain about our five dollar iPad games anymore. <laughs> Oh, but we do. Everyone does. I won't spend three dollars on an app. Let me go spend eight dollars on a beer or something. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, What they need to do is start um, sending one free beer with each app purchase. That's really the marketing technique. Probably a business model somewhere. We should edit that out and then pursue that, and we will become bazillionaires. Someone's going to take our great idea. We're copywriting it right now, verbally. (laughs) Before we sign off, and I I know this is kind of a strange question, so we're going to see where it goes. But we've talked a lot about, like, your past and growing up playing video games as a kid. But is there something about the future of Appalachia that you're excited for or looking forward to? I know you're not like planning on moving back tomorrow or anything like that, but I mean, I guess I'm excited for the level of economic opportunities, but I feel like are coming to the region. Now I'm excited as kind of a double-edged sword because I also think a lot of people are going to get priced out of that region and that's going to be unfortunate. But at the same time, I think yeah, so there's that. I think there's the quote-unquote culture in Appalachia, whatever you want to call that, is still there. I think it's thriving. I think people come to the region in some ways because they want to see that kind of culture and help preserve it, whether it's the music, the food, the atmosphere. So that's not getting wiped out, which I'm sort of, I'm happy about, I think. there's this, this also seems to be, I mean, there's a lot of people coming to the region, but there also seems to be more local businesses thriving. So it's not just like, Walmarts and Home Depots and our stuff are rushing to Appalachia and building all this stuff. I mean, I'm sure some of them are, but I think it's also lots of people are like, hey, I can start my own whatever business, clothing store, brewery, whatnot, and offer something that's authentic and from this part of town. I think that in that part of the country, that kind of thing resonates them with them. I mean, lots of people still go to big box stores and sometimes out of necessity. I mean, Walmart exists for a reason because it's really cheap and if you some people can only afford to go to walmart i I guess yeah the economic aspects i think i'm sort of excited about that i'm a little nervous about it because like i said people get priced out it's getting way too expensive to live there so there's always good and bad yeah is there ever have you noticed any changes in the way that the region is presented in in the media either journalism or in in fictional media i feel like and i'm I certainly did not come up with this term there. It's, I've seen it floating around. Like people are kind of sort of fetishizing like the poor in Appalachia and that sort of old country lifestyle. Like, oh, I want to get a piece of that old lifestyle. That and mountain lifestyle. That mountain lifestyle <laughs> and the way people used to live. And it's like, 
a lot of people lived that way because they were really, really, really poor and they couldn't afford anything else and they barely got by. So it's not just like, oh, I want to go live in a cabin in the hills with no power and have to use an outhouse and get my water out of a well and go hunting for food or whatnot. It's because that's what you had and that's all you could do. And that's how you survived. And so when I hear nowadays, I want to get a piece of that. I want to check out the mountain lifestyle or go like rent a cabin somewhere. I'm like, I mean, I guess, but you're you're kind of making somebody's everyday survival your vacation. Yeah, you're, um, what is it, your detox from modern civilization. Yeah, I want to go away from modern civilization and enjoy like more honest, authentic country life. And I'm like, do you really? Yeah, it's that kind of double... It winds up accidentally being an insult by implying that how we grew up was not modern, <laughs> which sounds kind of strange to be like, oh, I, I want to escape like modern society. Let me go live in the mountains. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're yeah. like playing in yeah. 64s and getting on the Internet to look at game facts. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's I certainly did not grow up wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but like I still had video games. I got the internet at some point, which a lot of people I know didn't and still don't have. So it's in some ways, that's not much different than around the country or any region, the United States or around the world. But there's still just this aspect of, well, I want to get, it's like they're trying to capture this certain point of time or what Appalachia and that region used to be, but at the same time, bringing in lots of tourists with giant hotels, fancy houses, and all the and driving the process of everything through the roof and not thinking or maybe they're thinking but it doesn't seem like they're thinking about the effects of the people who are just living there and like what happens to them at a certain point when they can't afford to live in this place they grew up in do you worry about your family um yeah i mean my mom's basically retired now and sort of all that but it's like could she afford to find a place in even madison county no i highly doubt it and then I, I have sort of family, like young kids growing up there. And I'm like, I don't know if they're going to stay in that region because what do you do there? Like if you're a high school, college student, I mean, what kind of industries are going to keep you keep jobs there and keep people there? I don't know what they are. I, I mean, I keep hearing tourism, but that's not a, doesn't seem like a good answer. I keep seeing people like, I know there's there are lots of people we probably both know that grew up in Madison have just sort of left and never come back. Yeah. And probably never will. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a little depressing because it unfortunately comes with, uh, I guess I'm like the thank God we escaped type of Oh yeah. Conversation. No, I, I have that attitude. And I, I certainly don't have that attitude. It's like, I'm not ashamed or anything else or whatever where I grew up. I mean, no, sometimes it's just practical. Um, my yeah. skills are not well suited for the type of jobs that yeah, are I mean, needed right now in that region. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a practical element too, but then to suddenly say like, well, everybody there is backwards and has all these, a bunch of morons and they're all poor. And it's like, okay, it's, it, it's just a bit silly and self-serving. <laughs> I, think. I like that. It's a little bit silly. <laughs> well, I think that's my favorite. Silly. No, I mean, it's good. I mean, I just like, it's like, that's clearly not true. Like we know that not to be true based on our actual yeah. memories of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, yourself included. Ugh. 
Well, Sean, it's been super delightful to catch up with you over this last hour. Um, thank you so much for sharing like your story and your family's story. I now I'm like, want to go play Nintendo games. <laughs> Exactly. I'll, I'll probably do that, actually. I might go play the Switch after this if my wife is not playing it. Good. Spread the love of Nintendo. It, yes, they will indeed. never die. Um, <laughs> and for everyone listening, thanks so much for, for tuning in. And I, we will be continuing actually this series on Appalachia and video games. And I hope you've been enjoying it. As always, let me know um, your thoughts, especially on growing up in places that video game playing was a part of. I'm always curious about that. I love hearing about people's childhoods and what kind of games they were playing. It's probably my favorite question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so please shoot me a line. I'd love to hear it. And thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.